It's the Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show, and I am sitting in the the um, hog and the fish in the hog. Lisa's place up here in Waimea with an old friend from Detroit, Paul Eisenstein from the Detroit Bureau, and he's here on behalf of uh, his work, automotive uh, journalist, a journalist, and talk a little bit about why you were here, Paul. Well, I came out here actually to, believe it or not, drive a car, the Hyundai Kona a new vehicle that they're adding to the lineup. It's going into one of the hottest new segments of the market, the uh, subcompact crossover segment. And of course, with a name like Kona, where would they do a preview of it? They wouldn't go to Delaware. They took it to Kona, and they've been bringing out a wave, uh, about three or four waves of journalists. Uh, I was lucky enough to be one. So, so Paul, tell me a little, because I remember years ago when the car was named the Aspen, and a guy named um, Art Siri named that. Yeah. And he used to go to Aspen all the time. So who do you think, or do you know how someone came up with giving it the name Kona? Well, you know, one of the hardest things in the business right now isn't designing a new car. It's coming up with names for new cars uh, because so many names are already registered. Uh, some names uh, don't work. Yeah, they may have an odd connotation. Uh, automakers often want the same name to be used on, on the same vehicle worldwide. And as, as Chevrolet found out years ago, uh, a name that's really nice in the U.S. can be a problem elsewhere. Remember the Chevy Nova? Sure. Well, you know, in Mexico, Nova meant didn't go. Wow. So, so coming up with a good name that's not only able to be used in lots of markets, but also able to have a you know, good connotation, uh, to find one that's not trademarked is miserably difficult. So they came up with a Kona, and actually they came up with the name Kona before they had the car. They finally came up with the car, and now it's being called the Kona. And in the rolling it out of the presentation, was it a lot of Hawaiiana uh, appearance and look to it in terms of the presentation, or Detroit? Oh, I'm not sure. Well, first of all, it's Hyundai, so it's a Korean car maker oh, yeah, okay. based in California here in the United States. Um, I, I just think it was, uh, they, they've integrated it well, give us, a, give us as journalists a good feel for the island. Uh-huh. They've taken us on some of the great roads. And, and the funny thing is that most people tend to think that it's pretty boring driving around uh, Hawaii if, if, if you're looking for great roads. And, and the reality is, you know, Crazy K, uh, Highway 19 is pretty straight and uh, steady, so, you know, it's not a lot of fun to drive. But there are some really good roads if you know where to look for them here. So you, that's you, the, one of the things you did this week was that you drove this Kona, new Hyundai Kona in different areas of, of the island and was one of those roads, the old saddle road, which was the old plantation road? Yeah, we got to drive. Well, one of my favorites, which I've known for a few years, is Hawaii 250, which leads from uh, Javi to Waimea. Maybe I shouldn't tell anybody. I want to keep them off Well, that that's road. what everybody says. Don't tell people that. <laughs> but it is a wonderful little road, particularly on a bright, sunny day. Yeah, it's really old Hawaii. Yeah, so Highway two. 50 reminds me a lot of some of the great roads that you find when you're way out from Los Angeles, say going over the mountains into uh, uh, Topanga Canyon. Or well, something. yeah, Topanga Canyon, some of the canyon roads, or when you're going down south and you're heading from, say, uh, Orange County or, or okay. uh, San Diego over to Palm Springs. And, and yeah, you're right. The other one is the old saddle road, not the new one, right. but the old saddle road, which is loaded with blind turns and whoop de doos <laughs> Journalists sort of like the roads that other people don't. And so they want you to drive that because that's a pretty rough road to drive. I mean, yeah. it's narrow, it's bumpy, it's you know got potholes. It, well, it's got, it's, actually, 
actually a lot of it was repaved. Huh? Yeah. We're talking about the old saddle road. Uh, but but uh, one of the things we do is we want to take it out onto some of the toughest roads you will get. Uh, you know, we, we tend to, as journalists, like to drive fast, but we also like to put it through its paces. What's it like on rough pavement? What's it like on whoop to doos You know, these fast roller coaster type of roads. What's it like in hard turns and the like? Because our job, as much as anything, when we're reviewing a car, is to get the feeling of what it's going to be like for everybody who might experience it. So is that what you will be writing on and talking about? Is this like a major rollout, or is it just one of the vehicles in a whole fleet of new cars, or is it the one that you'll be focused on for a while? Well, not focused on for a while, because there are probably going to be 100 to 150 new vehicles launched this year alone. Uh, the, The competitiveness of the auto industry has never been so great. The, the number of brands, the number of foreign manufacturers coming into the country and so on um, is, is huge. Uh, so it's just one of the vehicles, but it's a very important one. Hyundai was a very fast-growing brand at the beginning of the decade, but they focused on passenger cars, and the market right now is exploding in the crossover and sport utility segment. So they're having to catch up. Uh, They had only two, and by the beginning of the new decade, the coming decade, I think they're they're planning to have seven or eight uh, SUVs and CUVs in their market. So this is an extraordinarily important vehicle. Plus, I'm not, uh, I haven't been told this officially, but I know for sure that in uh, in just a matter of a few weeks at the New York Auto Show, we're gonna see an all electric version of the Kona, wow, okay. a battery car. And you were headquartered at Monacea Resort, which is the the Rockefeller Resort that was built in the 60s and very iconic. Uh, very, uh, It is the resort here on the island. It yeah, is, I've, I've stayed at almost every one of the major resorts yeah. along the coast over the last uh, 20 years. And I have to say, I love the Monacea. It's, it's just different. It's very different. It's very stately. It's very old time. The grand lady, so to speak. And again, it's Paul Eisenstein that I'm talking with here on the Emily TKL Talk Story Show. And I'm here with uh, his wife, Jennifer, and they've been here for the week and getting all around Hawaii. I hadn't seen Paul for over Long 30 time. years, probably. And that's what I love about being in Hawaii. There's always a parade of Detroiters. And, and I don't know, I think I saw a Facebook post or I heard you on a radio show or something and knew, heard you were here, gave him a call. And it's just been a delightful afternoon to talk. And I'm sure the start of many conversations. We have some very uh, mutual friends, Mary Chapman and others. But Paul, a, a, a uh, automotive journalist, and I hear him on so many shows. And my favorite of recent was when he was at the Chicago Auto Show talking to Paul W. Smith from WJR, who, of course, was at the Chicago Auto Show broadcasting every morning. And, you know, just I love, you know, your conversations. You, you explain things in a way that it's a little deeper. And I can tell Paul enjoys it, too. You guys kind of get, get in, into it once in a while about uh, different things. You know, you're so honest about the, the state of the automobile industry, the state of uh, the, the International Auto Show in, in Detroit compared to Chicago. And I, I love learning those things. And you told me that you didn't start out being an automotive writer 30 years ago. You kind of fell into it. Yeah, I fell into journalism in general. I knew I wanted to be in the media and more or less lucked out. Wound up at U of M, left, went back to the New York area where I'm from, and then I got an offer uh, to come back for Channel 7, which was the old, it still is an ABC station. Um, And then about a year and a half later, went independent. I was writing about everything Detroit, but also, if you recall the time frame, late 70s, 
the auto industry was going to hell in a handbasket. The economy had yeah. collapsed, and the old the old adage is when the economy catches cold, the auto industry gets pneumonia. And so, uh, for better or in this case for worse, I had a lot to write about about an auto industry that was collapsing. And Detroit's a precursor to everything, the yeah. good and the bad. It starts in Detroit and moves west, I think. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I, for a, a number of years, remained uh, a general assignment reporter. But I love the car business. I love cars. I love the car business. You know, it, it, it's interesting because if you think about it, if you write about the auto business, I write about people, designers, marketers, executives, people like Lee Iacocca, you know, some amazing colorful characters. Uh, I write about, I do reviews, I get into some really cool cars. Uh, I can talk about international trade. Look right now with what's happening with the new steel tariffs. Well, that affects the auto industry and auto workers. I write about labor, I write about the environment, I write about new technology. So it's it's always a fresh, fresh field. Well, it is an absolute delight to hook up with you. To be continued is Paul and Jennifer Eisenstein. And again, hadn't seen Paul in 30 years. Great to hook up. And we're talking about how we might connect uh, Detroit and Hawaii together and and the ways that we've both been living our lives and and, and being uh, information gatherers and information dispensers, (laughs) right? What we love to do is gather and, and, and share information. And there's there's so many people that come to Detroit in the cold weather, you know, and it's a, a very lovely spot to be. Car dealers aren't the first ones that have had big conventions here, yeah, or, you know, yeah. shows. So it's a good reason. To yeah, come. really, really fun to talk to you. And again, it's the Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show, and it's Paul and Jennifer Eisenstein, and to be continued. Right, and if I may throw in a plug, yeah, uh, love to have folks check out my own website. I write for a lot of folks, including NBC, but my website is the Detroit Bureau. Well, I love that, and I love that we're in touch and that we're sitting here kind of brainstorming and collaborating how we, you know, can continue weaving. I always call it, we're weaving tapestries all our life with people, right? And sometimes that person's whatever it is that meets what we're doing, it just weaves into our tapestry a little more, a little less, and it keeps changing. And, and Jennifer, how fun to meet you. Oh, this is great to meet you, too. This has just been such a fun fun lunch and getting to know you better is really great great time and I hope we spend more time together yeah I think there's some little threads of our tapestry and our mutual being mutually supportive and we were just talking about the Detroit Foundation Hotel and the fire old fire station which was right in my old neighborhood those firemen were a big part I slid down that that pole a number of times in the fire hall so so again we're out and we're in in the big island of Hawaii in Waimea and Paul and Jennifer have been at Mauna Kea Resort an interesting story with Mauna Kea Resort. That's where Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and Gary Player played their first round of golf together years ago for the uh, uh, Golf Channel. Well, it wasn't for the Golf Channel. They run that on the Golf Channel. But Mark McCormick was uh, Arnold Palmer's manager at the time and wanted to know if it was okay. They all played at Mauna Kea for the, uh, the they call it the Big Three. It was one of the first TV shows with golf. And it was Arnold, Jack, and... So when you drive in that road at Mauna Kea, the beautiful road, that par three that everybody... Yeah. Up there, if you were to walk, take your morning walk and walk to that back tee, you'll see a plaque up there dedicated to Arnold and Jack and Gary. Oh. So I, you've been a golf writer for years. I was actually the club champion at Mauna Kea one year. <laughs> so it's you know a lot of history. We have a lot that weaves in together. Yeah. And that old saddle road that you drove, I ran it one year Ooh. from 
from Hilo to Waimea, they called it the Saddle Road Run at the time, oh, 62 miles. I can't yeah. even imagine. That's that's a tough road to drive. Well, I can't I, imagine running. When I think about it now, I always say to myself, how did I do that? But <laughs> <laughs> those were the old days. Yeah. So again, Jennifer and Paul Eisenstein, and to be continuing, we get back to Detroit, for sure. I like that. Great talking with you.